The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dan and Derek. My name is Derek and I make a lot of movies and play a lot of tabletop games. And joining me as always is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane. Uh, I write. I'm a soon-to-be law student and I love music and tabletop RPGs, podcasts, art in general, philosophy, history. I like lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm in a mood. A, a, yeah. Uh, a, a, a man of society a renaissance man <laughs> a renaissance man yes indeed a renaissance um, man <laughs> yes i wear that that funny ruffly collar around the yep is that a renaissance thing i don't yeah, know it, it right sounds with a quill and ink indeed on parchment um, paper yeah i'm kind of like high energy i don't know if you guys can hear it um but like i've switched to like a standing recording situation and i'm like dancing right now i'm doing like a hip Ooh. hip side to side thing it's very it's very like Are freeing uh no i don't know how um but like i'm just doing a me dance it's it's kind of a dumb white guy dance um but the thing about it is i'm finding that standing while recording um and playing tabletop rpgs online is like giving me more energy while i do it instead of like sinking in um yeah and i think i was telling you earlier that like um i kind of got the idea from the old days of us playing uh like tabletop rpgs at ryan's house and yeah because uh, like when i dm'd i'd be like standing at the end of the table like i never sat down mm-hmm. um you know and i was like ah, how do i recapture that feeling i was like maybe it's maybe it was the standing i don't know um but yeah yeah speaking of rpgs speaking of round RPGs, two yeah round two two for two two for two as we alluded to last week this week we are talking about mastering the one shot which, yeah that's it's, a it's a lot <laughs> it's tricky it's, it's fucking tricky. tricky yeah um for those who don't know a one shot is basically a ideally a an adventure you start and finish in one session of play whether that's a one hour session of play or an eight hour session of play you know is it varies group to group um mm-hmm. i'd say for the purposes of this a one shot is probably more than two hours and less than eight hours probably yeah probably closer to like four to five hours yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of the idea so i will admit on the whole i am not super good at one shots um i tend to overestimate what my players are capable of Mm. um and so i will lean towards like i will get up to like the six seven hour range by mistake Mm -hmm. um and like like we talked about last week, um, sometimes people will, will talk about one shots and kind of like being to discuss them as being like a, a single adventure period. Like they'll just be like, this is just a one time. Like these characters are going this one adventure, the end, um, which could take place over a couple sessions. So we talked about a time I put you guys in like a weird purgatory world. I think the adventure where we were playing it was a module your dad ran for us where we were playing in sort of a asian inspired yes world that was, was like a one shot that it was we did a, over two two sessions? days yeah two sessions and we did a vi- the original strad over two mm, sessions yes also over two sessions also over two sessions wow we played a lot of classic D that summer we did it was fun yeah. um yeah but yeah one shots yeah they're 
I mean, I, I feel t- like a lot. A was that? Oh, I, I I will say I tend to do better if the game itself is built to be a one shot game. So like gotcha. games like The Quiet Year, games like Follow or Fall of Magic, those I tend to be able to facilitate because those are GMless games right. running much more smoothly. But that's because the man- mechanics reinforce it, right? Like I think the trickiest thing about a one shot is that D&D and like the games that are offshoots of it because of like their level progression systems and all of this stuff almost encourage uh long form play. Correct. I don't know if you agree with that. I, I do agree with that. And that's why I think like mastering a one shot is really difficult to learn. And just because you see people do it doesn't mean you should feel bad about yourself. Like, oh no. It takes a long time to learn how to even like compress an adventure because that, that is the thing. It's, A one-shot isn't necessarily like you have a really good adventure that can be played in four to five hours. It's a, you have the the sort of offhanded acquired knowledge of, oh, I need to cut these three encounters so the party can get to this thing before we have to go in an hour. It's a lot more of that thinking, which is very different than traditional kind of GMing and, and playing the game. Yeah, uh, it's it's also taking into account stuff like how long is character creation going to take? Should I make yeah. pre-generated characters for them and just exactly. let like do I like do we roll stuff? Like what do we do? Like right because you also have to factor in that like not everybody's going to show up ready to play or are you going to ask everybody to show up being like moment you sit down we're starting. Like right? Like yeah. You know? Mhm. Exactly. And that's where I think it gets difficult but as someone I personally, I really like running one shots. I, I don't really like preparing a lot for games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that if I over prepare, I railroad my players, and so I try to always under prepare, and in a way that has made me a lot better at doing one shots because I don't like preparing a lot. <laughs> but to that to that point, I think like there are kind of like there there's a handful of things I think you need to make a good one shot. Mm-hmm. And they are a small group of players, like five people or less. Yeah. Um, a time window. You need to know your time window ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And everything you think they will do, you need to cut it in half or sometimes three-fourths of it out is the general rule I use. Yeah. Like if it's a five-person party and you have four hours to play, they're probably going to spend an hour getting to know each other. They're probably going to spend an hour going to the dungeon And then that leaves you like two hours to get through the dungeon. So one of those hours needs to be just like the traps and the getting through the dungeon. And that last hour can be the boss fight. Or sometimes you realize like, okay, maybe I need two hours for the boss fight. Therefore, they need to spend 40 minutes knowing each other and 30 minutes going through the dungeon, which gives me roughly an hour 40 for the final boss fight. Like you... You almost have to you almost you almost have to think about it like writing like an episode of television. It's time way. management, yeah, yeah. It is de- it is one hundred percent time management when it comes to running a one shot, and it's also like in a one shot you have to prep your players with, hey, you know, this isn't going to be the game where your character avenges their like dead sibling or something, right? This is the yeah. this is the game where you all are going on an adventure and you are going to solve something or come back with treasure. It is not. A, it is story driven through decisions, not story driven through backstory. Yes, it's, and, it's yeah, definitely. yeah. And I think 
you know, like something that I, you had mentioned in last week's episode about how defining that to your players that you are Geralt of Rivia, not, uh, you know, Bilbo going on an adventure. I think one shots are 100% you are Geralt of Rivia going out on a quest and coming back. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's useful to talk about, like, it's useful to talk about that. Geralt's a great, helpful one because you can talk about him in terms of like, that's a very complex character and you can have a lot in your head, but this is also not him going to rescue Siri from something. This yeah. is, this is a shrieker contract. Like yes. we're doing one thing. So like one thing I usually try and do with a one shot, this is the one thing I think I do well with one shots. It sounds like you're much better than me at this. So I'm, I'm going to let you take point, but I will say this, <laughs> whatever you do, make it super fucking evocative. Yeah. Um, like the last one shot I did was like, um, you're going on this mountain or no, into this forest and there are a bunch of demons, um, and you need to hunt them all down. Yeah. Um, and in that one, I was like, I'm going to take out the dungeon rooms. Like the, just, they can find them. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to boil down the, the dungeon crawl to some survival checks basically. Yeah. Um, and exactly. Yeah. And so like, and so like I spent all of my prep energy on making the forest really spooky and really making the demons like unique and thematic. Um, so like, yeah. I think that's another like key to a good one shot is that it's not a generic little dungeon that you take them through. It's not a generic heist adventure. It's correct. You need to make it very specific and like really pop in their minds Yeah. Um, because they're not going to get to latch onto their characters. Right. Like, um, like a very generic set of adventures with a bunch of really interesting characters that the players really love. That's going to be a very memorable game. Um, but they don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, and so you need to make the adventure like just stick in their head. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think one of the best one shots that I continue to run to this day is actually a way you started a campaign, Dan. Oh, um, it's the the module I call it is Escape Dragon Mountain. Oh um, yeah, which yeah. we should actually just finish. We should write this module and put it out there because it's. I think your idea for because the module starts with the players wake up in the clutches of a dragon and are dropped at the top of the dragon's horde, and you basically have to fight your way out, or like you know like fight your way, sneak your way, however you want your way out of the mountain, and the end of the adventure is getting out of the mountain right and, the key and that one's really fun because you can like you can do like these are amnesia you all have amnesia so we don't need to do any character backstory right now exactly. use your classes you can also do like you get your starting gear from the dragon horde right like yeah. so you can start off with like you can have any basic thing and like you can do some searches like you can start with some fun stuff there the one key thing is depending on what level it is you do need to make sure the dragon flies away to be like they're basically dead already i'll come back and eat later you know yeah exactly exactly that one's actually yeah we actually maybe should do that that's that was a fun one yeah i've um, run it like six or seven times over the last i don't know how many years since that since that adventure when you first ran it and it's one of those things that gets everyone into the game hopped up you know like like freaking out already and it puts them in an, in, a, in a situation where the party is forced to work together from the get-go there's no debate mm -hmm. Like their yeah. survival means working together. Uh, yeah. And then you can make the, the, the escaping dragon mountain, you know, as big or small as you need it to be, you know? Exactly. It can be, yeah, it's very scalable. And that's the other thing about a one shot is like, if you have 
fewer players, maybe you do make it a little bit more in depth because they have time to explore those things. Or if it's a really big party, maybe you just make it really short because, you know, if you have six people, that's a lot of decisions. That's a lot of combat time. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And so you have to like adjust those things on the fly. And that's where like one shots are really good to kind of practice. One shots for a game master are really great at practicing the actual game management. Like true. I don't necessarily think I'm like the best GM when it comes to like, like, you know, weaving a beautiful description or designing interesting like monsters or challenges or even like weaving the best narrative for the party but i think where i do excel as a game master is in game time is in literal game management making sure everyone has space and that's a great way to practice that is in a one shot because at at the table you know this is something you also mentioned right like on a podcast two two characters talking for 10 minutes is interesting but at the table, that's hogging the mic, that's hogging the room, that's taking up a lot of space where other people are there to participate. And if you're, you know, having a conversation with one person and you're cutting everyone else out, that's kind of mean. Yeah. And so a one shot is a great space to kind of practice that kind of like, how do you in, how do you interrupt or get them to move on and that from that 10 minute conversation to re-involve the rest of the people at the table? Absolutely. And, yeah, and so I think like Escape Dragon Mountain, which we should just write and put out there because I think that'd be <laughs> a really great module for people to play because it's a lot of fun. Every time I've run it, it's like a it's just so much fun to run, um, and I have you to thank for that. Uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad that that stuck with you. You still run it. That's yeah. Awesome. I'm pretty sure I asked you for permission like eight years ago. Uh, you but... must have. I, you you're <laughs> always really good about that. So yeah, but it's surprised. just funny that like it has continued to be a through line for me. The other thing too is like, yeah, I think your mention of like, you have to have a really evocative take on something like a really good hook, mm-hmm. like, you know, to name another one shot that I did, it was called Bard Star. It's about a, it's a basically, it's an all Bard one shot in mm-hmm. a battle of the bands. And like, it's like three challenges. It's like an initial performance, a like another kind of performance thing and then the final kind of like actual battle of the bands at spell casting combat while playing music and it's that's awesome it's really simple in people that sticks in people's heads yeah yeah and that's the thing right it's like finding those unique kind of twists i think is like really interesting like i just ran a time loop one shot that Mm. was over five sessions if you split it up in by hour but you know that's also an interesting thing like it's okay to like lean into those kinds of tropes, I think, for like a one shot because they're things that people can easily latch onto to kind of yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah, people people understand. I've been captured by a dragon, must escape. I, I there are demons in the wood. They need to go. Yeah, and it. The other thing is like you're talking about scalability with like that battle of the bands. Eh, you cut out one of the performances. It's an hour shorter. Yeah, you know, exactly. like. It, and that like that's the thing that I, I'm thinking about, like with that demon one, most of that was really good. And I did manage to keep it to one session, but I was like, in retrospect, I think three demons was one too many. Um, mm. I think it should have been two or even you could drop it down to one, you know, and then have like minion demons instead of like three, yeah. like, or you could like beef that back up. Um, like, yeah. Or maybe it's wanted- like, yeah. Or, or, or maybe one of the demons is not as powerful as the other ones right or exactly yeah yeah there's um it's a the one shot exercises your ability to scale the game for sure right yeah and and like i i also think about one shots as um 
as sort of these like this like sort of like distillation like mm-hmm. how do you get across certain things right like the yeah. other thing you need to realize how to what to cut is like what mechanics am i going to cut because yes. You know, like, like in your Battle of the Bands one, like, all right, so we're cutting a lot of combat for the most part until we get to the end where we're slinging spells at each other. But I don't think anyone's going to deal with flanking, for example. Um, Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so, like, I also think like one of the ones that almost always flies right out the door when I do a one shot is rest rules. Like, just gone. Nobody's taking a rest. We're not wasting our time on that. Like, yeah. If you add 20 hit points when you started this game, that's all you're getting. Yeah, mm-hmm. Unless you have a healer in the party and they might give you some back, but like, you know, um, yeah. So like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. So I have a question for you. How do you, what do you think of as a part, like this is kind of going on beyond like the traditional one shot into like the realm of like, um, single adventure campaigns, which I would describe yeah. as like anything that is, I think five is near the very extreme end. It's like when the sessions are two to five sessions long. Mm. Um, and when you get to the end of it, it is complete though. Yeah. Um, do you consider those one shots or do you consider them their own thing? Mm. Cause I, I have heard, I have heard people call them like one shots because it's, it's just the one adventure. Yeah, I mean, like, you could be like, yeah, it's a one-shot in four parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is, like, a, the probably the proper way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think there is, like, a difference. So I, I would call that more of, like, an arc. Totally. You know? Totally. Like, I think, like, calling it an arc, because it's, like, yes, it is, like, one adventure, but it is one adventure over a span of time that is longer than the single session. I think the yeah. true distillation of a one-shot is one session, one adventure. Totally. However, in thinking about those, like the rules still apply, right? Like, yeah. Are you going to include all mechanics? Okay. You only have this number of sessions. Um, yes. To handle this. So like, are we like, what are we going to, what are we going to do with all that? Like, how do we do a complete arc? Like yeah. how many major moments and encounters can a three session, uh, one shot in three parts have, is there enough room for two dungeons in that? Or is it only one, but it's just a lot longer or any number of things, right? Yeah. Um, which kind of speaks to like when we were talking about the distillation is on some level, as a GM, you kind of should be thinking about these things from the start, yes. no matter the size of whatever you're doing. Um, 100%. You know, like, like something I often think will trip up GMs is like, uh, like people like GMs want to, you know, accommodate, you know, like someone comes to you with a character concept and it might not fit your game and you should tell them that's an, a less extreme version of being like, here are the five characters I have pre-built for people. Feel free to name them, give them whatever you want. We can talk about moving a couple skills around, but here are the five for the three of you pick whichever ones amongst yourself. That's one yeah. that's very extreme. And that's really important for like a one shot, right? Because that cuts down on character creation time by a lot. Yes. Whereas like, but if you're like, we're doing a heist campaign. No, you cannot play a lawful good paladin. Sorry. Like, sorry. Like you can't, like, you're not going to yeah. like, do you want to play kind of a chaotic neutral paladin or a neutral paladin? Who's like a paladin for the God of trickery. I'm there. I'm there for yeah. you to do that. But like, 
no, you cannot do this. You're going to like, it's not going to work, you know? And like, that's, I recently made that mistake with a long-term campaign where someone came to me with this like character who was very involved with like social stuff. Like it was nobility and things. And it was like, this is a campaign about a caravan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I wanted to be accommodating. So I, 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 that one, it worked out, but it's, it, would have been a little easier if, if I'd been like, hey, this character concept's great. I don't think this is a campaign for it. You should hang on to that. And like next yeah. chance you get to play it, you should do it. You know, yeah. that should have been the way. But like what I'm saying is like the one shot teaches you all of these things, right? Of like, yes, what is their space for? What is their time for? Um, and like there is a danger because one shots tend to be kind of railroady. Um, uh-huh. Or they seem that way because like what I always think about is like um, it if you're doing it right, it's all sandboxes and a one shot is just a very small sandbox. Let them want to do whatever they want in the sandbox. But like everyone kind of agreed that we all are going to stay in the sandbox because we have four hours, you know, right. like yeah. how big is your how big is your sandbox, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if the answer is just it's the whole world that we're all agreed to be to be playing in, like if you're like, we're just playing in the world of Greyhawk and that is the size of our sandbox, like, okay, that's that's a lot. Um yeah. and we're assuming we have a lot of time and uh-huh. all of this. But like if you if you understand that you have that time, then you can do those things. But it's unfair if you don't to expect that, either as a player or as a GM. Yeah. Right? Like, do not bring if if you get to have if everyone's like, I think I can do three or four games in the month of July, and then you show up to them with the whole world of Greyhawk. That's not fair, right? Yeah, you need to like spread it out. Like, you need to like you you always need to be asking these questions. It's just with the one shot, it gets so extreme. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, it gets really extreme, and you know, for good measure, like. I think like the only probably the most off the rails one shot we ever played was the one with you, Sam and Will, where the three of you like ended the world. <laughs> yeah, that one was bonkers. That one was bonkers. But that was like basically we all agreed to play villains. Yes. And we all basically decided that we were gonna It was just a series of like ever increasing fights against like really good creatures like angels and gold dragons and shit, right? Like Yeah. And, and so eventually it was, a Tarrasque. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just us fighting things. It was very much like a battle anime almost. Yeah. But that's a structure for a one shot, right? Like that's a mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. Um like, and that was and then, you know, and that's a great example of something where I had an entire one shot prepared already, but the three of you came to me with something all in agreement of something different. Mm-hmm. And I on the fly just threw everything out and basically drew like a straight line. And I was like, these are the things that can happen on this route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> basically, basically yeah. you told us like, this is what stands in your character's way of getting your collective goal. Since you all have one. Yeah. We're like, great. We will kill these things piece by piece. Yep. We Thank will conquer you. this village, kill the king and then gate in a Tarask to defeat our enemies. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so like, it was a very, it, that was very bonkers and silly, yeah. but like, yeah, that's the other thing about one shots is don't over prepare. Yeah. You got, you got to stay flexible enough. Um, yeah. Cause they're still going to do some shit that you, 
you can be like, we're just going to explore this dungeon today. That's, that's the adventure, right? Like, and they'll be like, great, great, great. And then they'll try and befriend the mummy. And you'll be like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and you, you got to roll with it. And that's, that's both the fun part for everybody, but also like if you get too locked in, it's such a balancing act. I think one shots in some ways are harder than a full campaign. Yes. Um, I, yes, I would say significantly harder. <laughs> a full campaign gives you a lot of time to course correct and, and, and stuff. Right. Yeah. The one shot doesn't, I think that there are some long-term things about the, a full campaign that are harder, but they're not acutely so difficult. No, like individual moment of a whole campaign is as hard as a single one shot. Yeah. Um, as a dungeon master, of course, we're, we're for a player. It's, I don't know. Is it, do you think it's harder to play in a one shot as a player? I find it to be somewhat like easier because I'm not quite as invested. I Um, I would agree with that sentiment. I think because you're not so invested, you can, you just are willing to do so much more. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like a character you've played with for three years. It's a character you picked up for five minutes or a character you brought back from another game that you just want to play again. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like very, I think, um yeah it's 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 a little bit more lax i would say yeah like i don't know i used to run one shots during finals week back in college Hmm. with people just to like de-stress and i think like a one shot is a great form of like brain empty de-stressing tabletop play you know yeah because i will say the one thing like you're talking about with escape from dragon mountain yeah, I don't have I don't have a one shot that's just in the back of my pocket always, though. I might like the Demon Forest one. I might come back to um, yeah. in that in, in that sense. The one I really have in my back pocket is the uh, it's the Purgatory mm-hmm. uh, adventure. And that's like a if people want to in a single day, they can do it. But like that's like an eight hour game. Um, yeah, that's like a two to three session game. But like that's my back pocket one. The thing that you can do, though, is like if you develop like a really good one shot, reuse it. Yeah. You know, like seriously. Um, because it's a great way for you to measure. You'll get, you'll you'll get get better better at it. Yeah. At that one game. And also it turns into this thing of like, cool, we have, we want to play a game. Um, we'll all show up and I'll bring my, my one shot and they'll bring their character sheets and it'll be great. It's kind it's almost the same thing. Um, The other thing I will say is there are great one shot modules out there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're called one page dungeons even. Yeah. Um, go check those out. They're fucking kick ass. They're great. And I also think I have fallen back in love with modules. If people haven't figured that out from like the last couple of episodes and sessions, we've talked about uh, tabletop RPGs with, um, partially because I have such good memories of them from like when I first started playing D and D and that summer you and I ran, got to run through a few modules together, but also it's just me like having run into enough of them online where I'm like, this is really good work. Yeah. Like this is really good work of people's like, these are awesome. And like, Mm -hmm. there's something really cool to me about not having to do the full prep. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. 
So yeah. don't feel like you have to develop it yourself. Hell, apparently Derek and I are going to do one for you. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll let you know in a few episodes if that happens, but because mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it's one of those things where I, at one point in my life, I I really wanted just to write modules, just as like a hobby, like one shot modules, just because like I think like I don't know, like eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, they're just I had a hard time finding good one shot modules because the kind of focus from like you know official material was shifting towards campaign modules. You True. Know? strings of modules connected to form a campaign which you know they're cool i just kind of would like to to be able to connect a bunch of one shots you know myself like i mean yeah that's kind of what i'm working on right now um because the 5e from wizards of the coast uh the ghosts of salt marsh and oh yeah tales of the yawning portal those are just mo they're like basically just classic modules like single adventure modules. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call them one shots. A couple of them are definitely one shots. Others are like, yeah, this is like a two or three session adventure, you know, but they're disconnected um, yeah. because they're pulled from like the whole history of D and D. It's like, that's where like the tomb of horrors came from, for example. Yeah. And I've like, and basically it gave me like uh, almost 20 adventures to like look at. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to take these eight. Um, and I'm going to throw them into a vague our version of Greyhawk and yeah, they'll get to hang out and have a good time. And these go on adventures, but they're, con- they're just adventures. And so like these, the campaign is what the players do. It's not them fulfilling their backstories. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know, to that point, Dan, I think I figured out what a, what a one shot over four or five parts is. Ooh, tell me it's a module. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a one shot, a module, and a campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will say this: there are also great games out there that are kind of one shot games. Yeah. Um, I like uh, our mundane supernatural life, follow, fall of magic, uh, quiet ear. These games are very much in the role playing realm. They're about you know, telling stories together with your friends and they're designed to be played in one sitting basically. And those games will also really help you if you're, if you're looking to do this, if you don't want to run it through 5e, I will say on the other hand, I do not find them as relaxing as a one shot can be, especially as a player, because suddenly the responsibility is spread out amongst everybody and everybody's Uh trying to tell a story and get really invested and do all this stuff as opposed to, we're doing an adventure together. Hooray. You know, um, killing a bunch of monsters, finding a bunch of treasure, talking to a bunch of people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that those are great. The downside being that suddenly that is very much a role playing night. Yes. Um, And that can get very intense. Yeah. You know, in a way that like, just to go back to the, the old thing at this point, escaping dragon mountain might not be, you know, Exactly, mundo. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that's a pretty good point to end today's episode. I think so too. I think we yeah. did it. Yep, we did. Yeah, we kept High it nice five. and nice in the pocket. You know. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> cool. So everybody, you can follow the show at Dane and Derek everywhere, and you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd. Uh, and there's also works to my link. So there's also links to my work, not works to my link. Links mm-hmm. to my work on my Letterboxd. <laughs> 
you should definitely go check that work out. Derek just got uh, screened at, what is it, four different film festivals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, I've had two of my films screened at four different film festivals, and it's it's been pretty wild, pretty great. Thank you. Yeah, you should. I, I want you to go check those out. Um, you can find my work at danewrites.com. Uh, there's a link out to my Substack where you can find poetry and fiction, um, both published and unpublished that I've posted there. Um, there's a link out to my old podcast and uh, music I've composed uh, kind of back in the day at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff, everybody. Thank you all for hanging out with us this week, and we'll see you next time. Catch you later. <laughs>